Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. My name is Matt, and this is episode 55. And on this episode, we are going to be discussing the films Velvet Buzzsaw. Did I say that weird? Velvet Buzzsaw. No, you said it normal. I said it normal. And uh, Alita Battle Angel. Oh, that was weird. You said that That weird. was weird? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, joining me today, as usual, my co-hosts, Travis. Hello. Back at it. Here we go, boys. A little three-week uh, hiatus due to the snow. Mm-hmm. Now we're back again. And Tom, that was him. Mm-hmm-ing. Hello. Hello, Matt. Hello, Travis. <laughs> back it's at good it. to be back. Back at it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we uh, had uh, some inclement weather here in Seattle. So uh, travel was uh, made a little bit more difficult given the... Uh, Only if you traveled. That's, yes, I just uh, <laughs> stayed at home and uh, played... Uh, yeah. A bunch of Apex Legends. Me too. Just taking the world and the Cinephiles Digest podcast by storm. Travis, what level are you on Xbox? I think like 52 or 54. Jesus. It's really cutting to my movie watching. <laughs> it's probably a good thing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> mercifully sort of cutting into circular it. circular way. <laughs> well, I'm t- I think I'm like level 10 or something. Oh, oh you barely even touched yeah. it then. We played for a couple hours that one night, but... Yeah. That's the only time I play with you. Yeah. Uh, Travis, can you turn me down a little bit? I'm uh, spiking on a... Uh, you three? E- no. no, Tom is three. I think I'm two. Okay. All right. There you go. Uh, yeah, I have been playing a ton of Apex, as has Travis. <laughs> and Tom, you've been getting into the mix. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I've got, got a win under my belt. Yeah, you got a win? Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Exciting. It was exciting. It was thrilling, Just actually. Just you and some randoms? or No, me and... Uh, Zach and maybe one random. Nice. Well, for those who aren't familiar, Apex Legends is a battle royale game in the vein of Fortnite and Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, but mm-hmm. uh, set in the world of Titanfall, I yeah. think, technically. Have they? Yeah. Yeah, yes. they, they've set it, yeah. Um, oh, it's like after the events, like it's in the future or something. Yeah, I don't know the, the story beats of Titanfall, but. Uh, yeah, it's another one of those games. It's really good. Uh, I've been playing it a ton, so I haven't gotten as many movies in as I usually do. Who's your legend of choice? Bloodhounds. Yeah. May the gods wish... <laughs> Whatever he says. Look at my crow. The gods will it. <laughs> Today we will win. <laughs> Bangalore, for the most part. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't really played Pop with and smokes. very much. She's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and get into uh, Wraith. I feel like she's... Mm, she's good. The best. Yeah. Seems like the best, the best players play as her. Yeah. But recently I've been playing as that happy robot. Play Pathfinder? Pathfinder. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's the coolest yeah. character. He's sassy. I just... I really love the... Uh, uh, the zipline zip line? thing. Yeah, but the grappling hook version that you can just oh, do solo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, all, all the, the time. time. It's always available. Are you whipping around the map with that? It doesn't have the same reach that Titanfall 2 has with that grappling hook. Mm. So you have to get pretty close. But it's handy, you know, yeah. here and there. Nice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, been playing a lot of that. Gonna Don't want to get too deep to play into a lot it. of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I love it. I want to play all Sunday, if possible. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> well, there we go. Me too. So... <laughs> Uh, what else has been going on, you guys? That's about it. <laughs> Just Apex and being snowed in. Yeah, kind of the same for me. Pretty oh, much. I'm going to get a cat. 
Oh, me too. Uh, Maybe uh, tomorrow, actually. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You're getting one from your friend, though, right? Mm-hmm. Like a barn cat or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> what is that, like a, a species? Like a barn owl? Yeah. <laughs> no, isn't, doesn't he like, live for... His no, family my, lives on a my property or something? My friend's family is on a farm. And this cat lives in the house. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they have a lot of cats. So you want a cat? Yes. Okay. And Sarah is making unusual decisions right now. Okay. Because she's pregnant. <laughs> uh, and I am taking advantage of all of the ones that coincide with my desires. <laughs> <laughs> Got to capitalize while you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> she's not in her right mind and we're going to have a cat. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh Haley and i have decided on cat names we haven't found a cat yet but mm. if it's a girl it's gonna be midge after the marvelous mrs Maisel. great name. and uh if it's gonna boy it's gonna be nacho <laughs> i couldn't get her to bite on goku i've been trying for months but she keeps saying no so nacho piccolo frieza i tried all of them trust me <laughs> vegeta <laughs> she's not having it she even knows when it's a dragon ball z name she doesn't know anything about dragon ball z but i'll say one and she's like no it's not going to be a dragon ball z character I'm like, how do you even know so what does super broly mean then do you guys know well broly is the character i'm at i think broly just turned super saiyan i guess mm. did you try broly no i didn't throw that one out <laughs> that's a bad name you fucked up cat broly Bro for short. <laughs> Just name it bro. Yeah, at that point. I've always wanted, well, not always. For years, I've wanted to get a golden retriever and name him Brosif. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if that happens someday. I uh, I had a horse on Red Dead that I was very fond of oh named God. Butters <laughs> that died by train. <laughs> oh, no. And so I considered Butters as a cat name, but... We had another name that Sarah preferred. Did you? Could you bury the horse in the game? No, oh. I tried to go back to the scene of the crime, but I was um, I was on a stupid mission where I had to stand. Maybe the in the third one they'll introduce that. God, bring back your horse, horse. save. <laughs> yeah, horse resurrection powers. <laughs> they should just do that as like a, a DLC or something. I named my favorite horse Bojack Horseman, and I had him for a really long time, and then he died. So then I got another horse and I named him Son of Bojack. And he died after like 20 minutes. I don't know what the fuck happened, but <laughs> I didn't have any horse reviver, so he was just gone. And then I got another horse named Son of Son, or I was going to name him Son of Son of Bojack, but there wasn't enough character oh, space. No. So his name was just Son of Son of. <laughs> and uh, he also died right away. So then I just named one Goku. <clears throat> so yeah, RIP the Bojack horseman family um okay well any other uh just kind of housekeeping stuff before we get into our first little uh movie related topic before our review oh yeah i just want to call out that the uh blazers defeated the warriors pretty recently mm. going into all-star congratulations break in, uh, in the fourth place in, in the western conference standings made a couple of recent acquisitions i'm i'm happy about nice yeah they're gonna pull you through the end of the season yeah they're gonna win it all Give us some names. Who'd they get? They got, um, oh God, what's his name? Rodney Hood and nope. Enos Cantor. And nope. Don't know who <laughs> any of those people are. Hey, I saw Porzingis. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. He went to the Mavs? Yeah, KP. So they rebuilding around him or what? What's going on? No. Well, I mean, partially, but they have Luka Doncic, the runaway rookie of the year. Oh, I don't keep up, but. 19-year-old phenom from Europe. He's been playing in Spain professionally for like however long. 
master my team back in the day. Yeah. Dirk Nowitzki. Well, it's time to get back on that train. Oh, yeah. They're on an upward trajectory. Got to dust off my jersey. They just dropped some old baggage, too. So they're like, good they're, to go. They're lean, mean, young, ready to, ready to build out. And Dirk's still playing, right? Oh, yeah. 20th season. Yeah. Is, he still, with the, is season. he still with uh, the, the Mavericks? Mavericks? Yes, he is the longest. He. I think he's the only player to have played as many seasons on the same team. Yeah. Wow. Even Kobe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kobe retired after, what, like 18 or something? Mm, yeah, something like that. He still got the jumpers? Yeah, but he looks like a rickety bucket out there. Oh, no. He looks bad. <laughs> Those knees Watching him give. run is like, <laughs> oh, my God. He's so spindly, you know? It's scary, actually, watching him do stuff. But it's also amazing because he will still, like, splash a three here and there. Yeah. Is he, uh, is he a full-time starter? or is No, he, a... he comes off the bench. Okay. <clears throat> Which is good for him. Yeah. He's, I saw the Lakers are struggling a bit. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Just as you predicted. Yeah, well... Uh, they were on track for playoffs, but then LeBron got injured for like the first uh, time in his career because he's old. Also, didn't hear about that. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know he got hurt. Uh, well, I mean, he's back playing now, but he ha- he didn't play for like I don't know, like a month and a half or something. So they just tanked while he was off off the team rehabbing. I did see that the Cavaliers are like gutter team, like they're mm-hmm. like second worst in, yeah, the, in the conference or something like that. <laughs> utter shit <laughs> yeah it's kind of sad this is a good segue are you uh, planning on watching high flying bird right the yeah steven that's what it's called movie? This, yeah steven soderbergh's new iphone film on netflix it's a basketball movie oh i haven't seen anything i saw the name of this somewhere but i didn't maybe letterboxed maybe what well, I mean, is it out? Is it yeah? yeah it's, it's on, on Netflix. Netflix. Okay, I haven't watched it yet. It's but. just about a player like following a player and during like the NBA lockout. I think that's kind of the premise of it. Oh, from like eight years ago, ten years ago. It's I don't ha- remember. It's when gonna it happen was, again, but... Tom. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Whenever the, the bargaining <laughs> deal is up. Zazie Beats is in it. Who's that? Uh, she's from. She's in Deadpool too. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. Hey, yeah. did you speaking of Atlanta? Did mm-hmm. you watch season 2? Yeah, it's great. We should talk about it a little bit later. Okay. Cool. Uh all right. You guys want to get into some Oscar stuff real quick? Let's mm-hmm. do it. So, uh mm-hmm. like last year we're going to do our picks. We're just going to go through every category and we're just going to say who we think is going to win. We'll say who we want to win, but I'm only going to be keeping track of who we think is going to mm-hmm. win. And then next time we record, we'll as we're recording now, the Oscars are next weekend. So we should be, if we're on track, recording the weekend after the Oscars. So we'll report back with uh, how we fared in our picks. But uh, Oscars have been in the news a lot the past couple of weeks. They just recently, I think as of yesterday, backtracked. They were going to show four of the awards during commercials. So people weren't going to be able to see like cinematography, editing, Two other, I think, technical awards. So what? there was a bunch of outcry. So they reversed that. So now every award is going to be televised. I think they even added in some songs because not everyone was going to do a they song. Had no backbone. Oh yeah, 
They don't yeah. stand by anything well, that they why say or do. Decision like I that. don't know. Because I think people don't care about those awards, so they're trying to like boost their ratings. Well, at least so. like cinematography, like you can't take that one out. No, and editing, like you can't have a movie without cinematography yeah. and editing, like yeah. But I mean, people watch. They like, don't want to see those fucking normies on stage. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but people watch because they want to see like the dramatic speeches. They want to see like all that kind of stuff. Not actually like yeah. awarding these people who work really hard <laughs> on these spectacular movies. Um, so yeah, Oscars are fucking all over the place. No host. I think it's going to be a train wreck this year. But here I think we are talking we about it. Have to watch it because it's going to be a train wreck, right? Oh yeah, I'm yeah. For, I'm for sure watching. Because other like sometimes the Oscars can be so cringy. You know, you just see someone getting up there and like, oh, God, what's this person going to say? They're going to embarrass themselves. <laughs> They're going to piss themselves. And half the time they do. Yeah, they might piss themselves. <laughs> Last year was pretty boring from what I remember. The year before was the Moonlight La La Land debacle. That was crazy. <laughs> Last year sucked, though. I don't really remember any of the speeches being that good. Like, uh... Uh, Frances McDormand, I thought she was going to have like an amazing, like fiery speech and she gave a good speech, but it wasn't like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought she was going to like talk shit or something. Well, didn't she do that at the Golden Globes? Yeah, she did something at the Golden Globes. That... And they told her to tone it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dial it back, lady. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see what happens, but, uh, let's get into these awards. Uh, I got the Are list. Are you tracking here. our picks? Are yeah. We... Okay. I got a word doc here. I've got all the categories. I'm just going to type in like the, our names next to what we end up picking. So let me go to the bottom here. Uh, we'll just go through them real quick. Say what you hope wins, and then second, say what you think is, is going to win. Your official pick. No all pressure. right. We are starting with Best Visual Effects. The nominees are Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One and Solo, a Star Wars story. It's going to be Infinity War. That's what you think is going to win? Yeah. Okay. What do I want? Um, can you say them again? <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed to do them in the other order. Oh, sorry. Uh, Avengers Infinity War, Christopher Robin, First Man, Ready Player One, Solo, a Star Wars story. Okay. So Infinity War is going to win. I want Christopher Robin to win. Okay. I want First Man to win, but I think Infinity Wars will win. Uh, I also want First Man to win, and I think First Man is going to win. Final answer? That's my final answer. That's going to be the one that they throw a bone for? Uh, Locking her in now. And then, oh wait, you guys both picked Infinity War, right? Okay. Yeah. And Tom. All right, best film editing. Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, and Vice. Vice will win. I want The Favorite to win. Am I doing it wrong still? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But I got it. You you, you think Vice is going to win. Okay. Well, I didn't see Vice. I want The Favorite to win. I think The Favorite will win. Uh, yeah, I want the favorite to win, and I think the favorite will win. So that's two for two for that one. Whoop. Let's lock her in here. Matt and Tom. All right, next one. Uh, best costume design. <laughs> the favorite. <laughs> Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Black Panther. The favorite. 
Mary Poppins Returns, and Mary Queen of Scots. Favorite, 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 favorite. Um, free, I'm free, gonna free. go. I want favorite. I think Mary Poppins. I didn't is even listen win. to the nominee. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, favorite. <clears throat> yeah, I think they're gonna give it to that piece of trash, Mary Poppins. No way. That I didn't see. Uh, Did you see those things? Tom. <laughs> uh okay uh best makeup and hairstyling <clears throat> there's only three nominees for this it's a uh, border mary queen of scots and vice the favorite's not on there uh-uh what a load of horse shit um what is border it's a foreign film mm. fuck it let's border. go border for both <laughs> border well, all right i haven't even seen it but I you won. want it to win <laughs> That's gonna see those those flippant picks are what's gonna cost you the win, Travis. What's oh, I know? What was Border Mary Queen of Scots and Vice? Okay, I want Mary Queen of Scots to win. Didn't see it, but Vice will win. Yeah, I'm going with Vice too. Uh, I haven't seen Border or Mary Queen of Scots, so I don't really want any of these to win. But did yeah. you see what they did to Margot Robbie in that movie? It's a travesty. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, moving on up. We got best cinematography, uh, Cold War, uh, the favorite, Never Look Away, Roma, and A Star Is Born. Okay, uh, I want the favorite to win. Roma will win. Roma, 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 Roma. So that's a Matt, Tom, and Travis. Uh, best production design. The nominees are Black Panther, the favorite. First Man, Mary Poppins Returns, and Roma. Favorite for both. What is production design exactly? Like, uh, <clears throat> it, it encompasses, like, the sets yeah. and just, like, the, the environments that the film is, like, being, you know, favorite, captured favorite. in. Favorite, favorite. I'm going uh, First Man, First Man. Really? Oh, yeah. In Clean sweep for uh, 1950s cul-de-sac really does it for you hell yeah dude. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys are both going favorite Travis and tom this is going to be like <clears throat> you know like the return of the king levels of uh wins for the favorite yeah i think so, it's too. only nominated for 10 so it can't be return of the king level titanic then <laughs> <laughs> uh best sound mixing black panther bohemian rhapsody First Man, Roma, A Star is Born. Mm. I say A Star is Born for both. I say A Star is Born for both. Uh, I say First Man for both. Wait, did you guys, you guys both picked A Star is Born? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, first Man, that's the, the technical shit. You know something first man did, right. <laughs> you know something I'm actually in the academy. <laughs> Uh, best sound editing. It's got all those Vegas odds. <laughs> uh, sound editing is Black Panther, Bohemian Rhapsody, First Man, A Quiet Place, and Aroma. A Quiet Place for both. Well, barf. <laughs> um, I want Black Panther, but it will be Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm, okay. 
Did, did anyone see at this table see Bohemian Rhapsody? I did, yeah. You did? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You said it was it was fine, right? It was good, but... I don't know. I liked it quite a bit. I just thought it was a pretty generic biopic, but beyond that, I thought it was good. I don't get all the hate. Mm. If we're just talking about the, the motion picture itself. All right. Uh, best original song, All the Stars from Black Panther. Uh, Al Fight from RBG, The Place Where Lost Things Go from Mary Poppins, <clears throat> Shallow, um, and uh, When a Cowboy Trades His Spurs for Wings from The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh <laughs> well, I want that to win, <laughs> but I think Shallow is going to win, obviously. Shallow. I think it would be amazing if the Buster Scruggs song won, but I do want and think the Shallows will win. I haven't heard it for like at least six weeks. I'm probably going to go home after this and just put it on, put it on <laughs> full blast and cry on my couch. All right. Uh, best original score. We got uh, Black Panther. That's Ludwig Goranson. Black Klansman, Terrence Blanchard. If Beale Street Could Talk, Nicholas Brittell. Isle of Dogs, Alexander Depla, and uh, Mary Poppins Returns, Mark Shaman. Really? That's it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go with Beale Street. Want and... Uh, yep. Okay. Just easier that way. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably wishing Mandy was on here, huh? Oh, yeah. But the what? Oscars don't appreciate... Give me the movies one more time. Black Good Panther. Shit. Black Klansman. Oh shit! Black Klan. Black Klansman. For you think it's gonna both. win? For both? Oh shit! Tom with the <clears throat> wild card. This pick. for best score. Best original score. You think Black Klansman? I don't even remember it. It was funky as shit, dude. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going with uh, Isle of Dogs on this one. I remember very much enjoying oh, the score. Yeah, it's all for the name, Desplat. Oh yeah, right. Desplat. All right, here we go. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm sure none of us Didn't saw him last year for Shape of Water. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, oh, I think he's dude's on a repeat, tear. Huh? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's not like his competition is very stiff. I don't remember any of the songs from any of those movies. Gill Street. Yeah, it's like violins and shit. It's beautiful. All I remember from uh, Black Panther is not hearing Kendrick the entire movie. It was. Yeah. It was there. It was just like the mid- way down <laughs> in the mix. Um, all right, these two uh, best animated short film. Uh, I only saw one of these. Uh, Animal Behavior, Bow, which is the one that was before Incredibles Two, mm. uh, Late Afternoon, One Small Step, and Weekends. So since yeah. it's the only one I've seen, I'm going Bow on both. Me too. Bow, bow. Same. Bay, bow, bow. <laughs> and tom uh best live action short film uh i guess we're just going based off of names here since i doubt hey, i think i might have watched one of these one of them mm-hmm. well okay so the uh options are detainment fove marguerite mother and skin it's the one that you said fove is it spelled f-a-u-v-e yeah okay that's how did you watch that it's on vimeo oh, it's actually it? really good so is that what you're going with? Oh, yeah. That's a lock. <laughs> <laughs> um, just based on the name, I'm going to have to go with uh, Detainment. That I'm sounds gonna topical. With, I'm going to go with Marger, uh, Margarita. Margarita. <laughs> Margaritaville. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett on the big screen for the first time. 
Uh, best documentary, Short Subject, Black Sheep, Endgame, Lifeboat, A Night at the Garden, period. End of sentence. Those are like the, the most the generic one. titles in the world. <laughs> a lot of them are already named, like Black Sheep is a movie, Endgame is a new Avengers, Lifeboat, that's probably a thing. That sounds like a movie. Uh, I'm going to go with A Night at the Garden on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was tempted by that one. But I'm even more intrigued by period, end of sentence. All right. Tom's going with that one. Travis? Let's go Black Sheep for both. See, these are going to be the deciding ones where we're just picking random shit. Like if one of us gets one of these. I'm pretty sure this is how I won last year. I think so too, yeah. All right. Best documentary feature. Uh, Free Solo. Hale County This Morning, This Evening, Minding the Gap, Of Fathers and Sons, and RBG. Obviously, I'm going Minding the Gap on this one. Yeah, I think I'll do both, Minding the Gap. Not Free Solo? I thought you were going to pick Free Solo. Um, No, I think it'd be cooler if Minding the Gap won. What about you, Tom? I haven't seen any of them, so I guess I'll do Minding the Gap. Hmm. Don't want to split the difference on that one, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you playing it safe? No, I wasn't really thinking of that, but <laughs> it, it was working out for me. All right, here we're getting to the heavy hitters. Uh, best foreign language film. Capernaum, which is from Lebanon. Cold War from Poland. Never Look Away from Germany. Roma from Mexico. And Shoplifters from Japan. <clears throat> Roma for me. A double dipper. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think they're going to give Roma best picture and best foreign film, or they're going to yes. give? They can't Roma. nominate. They can't nominate Roma for best picture and not any of these movies, but have it lose to one of these movies. How would that possibly make sense? Super fucked. I think, uh, yeah, they're going to give it to Roma, and then it's not going to win best picture. But we'll get into that a little later. <laughs> Um, I want Shoplifters to win. I think Roma will win. <clears throat> All right, best animated feature film, Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, Murray, which I don't even know what that is, or Mirage. I think it's Murray, M-I-R-A-I. Ralph Breaks the Internet, and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spidey for yeah, both. I'm going Spidey for both as well. Me too. Is this the first year Pixar loses? In <laughs> <clears throat> well, no, they did lose some year, a couple of years, I think. They haven't been as, on as hot of a tear because yeah. Co- Coco won, I think, last year, right? Yeah, year before that, though, I don't know. Um, okay, best original screenplay: The Favorite, First Reformed, Green Book, Roma, and Vice. I both want and think that uh, First Reformed is going to win. I think the favorite, and I want the favorite. Uh, what was before Green Book? First Reformed. Before that. The favorite. Before that. I mean, after that, mm-hmm. Roma. Keep going. Vice. That's it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, no. First Reformed. I... I want and think first performed. Hell yeah. And Tom. Okay. Uh, adapted screenplay. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Black Klansman. 
Can You Ever Forgive Me? If Beale Street Could Talk and A Star Is Born. So what will win is Black Klansman, what I want to win. I don't really care, but... What's the category? A Star Is Born. Adapted Screenplay. Oh. Yeah, I think I want Beale Street, I guess, to win, but I also think Black Klansman is going to win. Did you hear me? Star is born for want, and then... Yeah, and then you you think Black Klansman yeah. is going to win, yeah. Okay. Um, I'll double up on, <clears throat> on Black Klansman. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's keep rolling along here. This is probably super boring to listen to, huh? <laughs> probably <laughs> no <laughs> all right uh what else we got here oh okay. there will be a referendum director spike lee for black klansman powell Paolowski for cold war yorgos lanthimos for the favorites alfonso Cuaron for roma and adam mckay for vice yorgos for both yeah yep oh, shit. yorgos has taken everything home Double Quaron. Yeah, I'm going Quaron big time on that one. Lame. <laughs> Supporting actress Amy Adams in Vice, Marina de Tavira in Roma, Regina King in If Beale Street Could Talk, Emma Stone in The Favorite, and Rachel Weiss in The Favorites. Rachel Weiss in The Favorite. See, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Emma Stone in The Favorites for. Think will win mm-hmm. or and want as both. Well. I think I'm gonna go Emma Stone as well. Oh hell yeah! On both accounts, Fuck. and then Tom's going Rachel. So Lewis. who's the real favorite then? <laughs> Olivia Coleman. <laughs> well, we're getting there. Hold your horses, bud. Uh, supporting actor: We got Mahershala Ali in Green Book. We got Adam Driver in Black Klansman. We got Sam Elliott in A Star is Born. We got Richard E. Grant, Can You Ever Forgive Me? And Sam Rockwell in Vice. I think Richard E. Grant will win. I want Sam Elliott. Sam uh, Elliott, Sam Elliott. Yeah, I'm, I didn't love that movie, but I loved his performance. So I'm going Sam Elliott for sure. Tom, whoop, whoop. Tom and Matt. I would love to see him go up and accept an award. I know, right? <laughs> Did you guys see that picture that was going around of like a bunch of actors at some like award ceremony? And he's like dead center in the picture, like staring directly at the camera. Everyone else is like looking for the camera, but he's just like by himself in the middle, just like staring at the camera. It's <laughs> no. awesome. I haven't seen that. <clears throat> All right. Lead actress. We got uh, Yelitsa Aparicio from Roma. Glenn Close in The Wife. Olivia Coleman in The Favorite, Lady Gaga, A Star is Born, and Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I'm going Olivia Coleman for uh, Want and Will Win. Samezies. Same. Hell yeah. That was Anne. Think they're going to give it to Glenn Close, the Lifetime Achievement Award? No, I don't think so. It's either going to be Olivia Coleman or Lady Gaga, I think. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. For ratings, for ratings, mysterious way. People love Glenn Close. <laughs> yeah. She, um, she got her thing at the Globes. Yeah, she got the Globe. It's not the same, man. <laughs> All right, we got two left. We have lead actor and best picture. So lead actor, we got Christian Bale in Vice, Bradley Cooper in A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek, Bohemian Rhapsody, 
And Vigo Mortensen, Green Book. Going with the coop for both. Um, yeah. The coop show. Uh, out of these nominees, yeah, I mean, this is a shit category. Yeah. Half these people shouldn't even be nominated. Yeah, but I would double. I'm going coop, I guess. You too, Tom? Yeah. All right. That's too soon. Tom and Travis. <laughs> All right, best picture. <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. We got Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite, Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. The Favorite for both. You're going the favorite? Uh, I know it's not going to win, but I don't care. All right, you're sabotaging yourself. You you can say you want it to win, but you don't think it will. Nope. I vote for Roma, but I think A Star is Born will win. What's at stake here, Matt? Uh, Being the winner. (laughs) (laughs) Not interested. (laughs) Uh, I'm going Roma for both. You think he's going to win Best Foreign Film and Best... Picture. Best picture, best foreign language film, and best director. You think it's just going to be a Quaron and show? best mm-hmm. cinematography? Yeah, because he did his own cinematography, right? Wait, did we vote in that one? We did. We did. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, he's going to win every award that he's up for. I don't know. He's the man. All right, those are our picks. So we'll report back after the Oscars, and uh, we'll see how we all did. Is there, are we going to have stakes here? Or are we just going to? Dragon Reigns. Oh, well, if we have stakes, that changes everything. We'll have to do them all, <laughs> do it all over again. <laughs> go, go back. All right. Well, we'll just go with zero stakes, I guess. All right. Well, that'll do it for Oscars talk. Let's uh, let's get into our first review. Uh, we're going to be talking about Alita Battle Angel. And uh, we got a clip. Let's listen. You go in there. You race. You win. You come back right here. And you wear all of these pads. Remember, if you wreck this body, I can't fix it. Yes, I know. Tonight is not a game. Contenders, take your marks. It is a hunt. And here comes the rookie. Kill a girl called Alita. Alita! Alita, it's a setup. You gotta get out of there. They're gonna kill you. Which ones? All of them! Go easy on me, guys. Sure, kid. No worries. All right. So Alita Battle Angel is the new film from director Robert Rodriguez, who is the man responsible for the El Mariachi trilogy, the Spy Spy Kids Kids. trilogy, the Sin City... He made made two of those. Yeah. (laughs) Not trilogy. Do Um, it. He was that the last movie he did, the second Sin City. Was that Robert Rodriguez's last movie? I think it might have been because that was what, like, probably three or four years ago. Maybe I never saw it, but it was it was supposed to be pretty shitty, from what I remember. I saw it. It was not very good. So last movie he did. He does a lot of TV now because he has his own uh, his own television uh, network, El Rey. So he does he does a lot of television <laughs> a lot of television shows. Yeah, that was his last movie. Oh Machete Kills in Space. It looks like it might finally be happening. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's the director of this fine film. Uh written by James Cameron and Leta Caligridis. And yeah, you heard that right. James Cameron of yeah. Avatar, True Lies, Terminator. 
the film stars Rosa Salazar, Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Connelly, um, Herschela Ali, and the plot synopsis reads, a deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything of her past life and goes on a quest to find out who she is. Um, so first things first, before we get into the movie, I gotta get this off my chest. I think I might be kind of horny for Alita. Oh my god. <laughs> Those big eyes, that smile. I don't know, man. I was feeling some things watching well, this movie. Well, it was weird what they did. Uh, I don't want to get into spoilers, but Towards let's just say the there's end? like a little Ocarina of Time uh, action <laughs> in this movie, and it was like, okay, so I'm supposed to be hot for her now, or what it, like, it was weird. I felt a little bit manipulated, but also you could have seen that coming a mile away, like, and they made her look like a fucking sex doll, you know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's why I was into it. <laughs> um, maybe Jennifer Conley in that one scene, but that was about it. Jennifer. Con- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so this uh, this film from the trailers, people are just kind of think of it as like the Big Eyes movie because she's Alita, the main character, has like giant eyes. Uh, it's based on a manga. I'm not familiar with the manga, but uh, this was a visual feast. We saw it in 3D Dolby, yep. which was uh, quite nice. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I enjoyed it quite a bit. A lot of problems. It's not a perfect movie, um, but I really enjoyed it. I liked the performances. Writing was pretty shit a lot of the time, but I loved the way it looked. I loved the uh, visual effects I thought were incredible. Some of the action set pieces were pretty awesome. Uh, where it starts to fall apart is in kind of some of the interpersonal relationships, some of the motives of the characters. But overall, I thought the characters had a nice personality, and I loved the way it looked. I thought it was a really fun movie. Um, where are you guys at? Oh, I should say we did. We just saw this. All three of us saw this together this morning, so that we're a couple hours at this point removed from it. Um, uh, I'll go. Um, I thought it was pretty bad for the most part. Um, I did like some of the action sequences in it, um, but not all of them. Um, that's probably the only thing positive I have to say. Maybe other than the, the lead character, I thought she was kind of, kind of interesting for a lead. Um, but it was just so generic, like the way it looks. I feel like movies aren't even trying to like pretend like they're not copying Blade Runner anymore. It's just like everyone, if we have to do a future universe, it's going to look like Blade Runner. <laughs> Everyone's cool with this, right? I didn't really get Blade Runner vibes well, from there's that. Those like shots of like the underbelly with like the fluorescent lights and like the little like... I was actually thinking during the movie, I wish they had just done more Blade Runner because <laughs> I didn't really like what they did that much. It yeah. had more of like this weird clockworky kind of vibe. It's kind of steampunky. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Um there was like at least fifty sci fi references in this I movie. was gonna say I mean, I don't want to cut you off, but there is not an original thought in that entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's not a, a city floating above a shitty city. Uh yeah. a, um like a specially designed robot lady, Ghost in the Shell. 
um fucking cyborgs and those big tank things were weird. very robocop esque. <laughs> oh also also ghosts in the shell too. Those uh oh, what are they called right. centurions or something? Yeah, how about a name? violent sport with lots of high yeah. stakes <laughs> moments where it's not really the sport you're doing, you're just trying to kill everybody that's near you. That, oh come on. Motorball is pretty cool. Motorball was pretty cool. Come on. <laughs> no, that's the best set piece, right? That motorball set piece is yeah. pretty pretty. pretty well, there was more than one. I thought all the motorball stuff was pretty cool. Yeah. The well, the main, the big one with Alita. Also, this movie played me so hard because I thought it was going to end like 80, 90 minutes in and then there was another 40 Holy minutes Holy shit. So. It had every like inclination of a ending of a movie and then it's just like, just kidding, here's act three. <laughs> okay, so I, I kind of want to get, because you said that to me earlier and I think we should do like a brief spoiler section. One, to talk about that stuff and two, there's well i'm not even gonna say it. there's something we should talk about um but i didn't i don't know like it definitely felt long like i think they crammed a lot into the two hour running time but i never felt like it like i kept expecting it to end because but not because of what i was seeing i just felt like i had been in that theater a long time i never really felt like it I never got the Return of the King vibe where it was like, here, it's going to end now. No. Okay. We're going to keep going. It's going to end now. Oh, no. Okay. Another thing. Like, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't get that vibe from it. No. Did it you, just, Tom? It felt like it was going to... Mm-hmm. Well, like, you did too? Okay. And I also felt like I was being just explained things. There's a lot of exposition. <laughs> what does Final Champion mean? <laughs> it was just like... I was, oh my God. So when I first started and he had to tell her what an orange was, I was like, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, and all that <laughs> the fish out of water stuff was just so bland. Like, I've seen that in a movie a million times. And even she's like, oh, what's it called? And then the answer to be in orange, like, that just makes civilization look I know, but, dumb. but then she's like, oh, I'm just going to walk around society um, within a day and, like, kind of be good at it. But I didn't know what an orange was. <laughs> See, these, these are all problems with the screenplay which I admit is pretty poor. Yeah. It's generic. The villains are generic. The way the plot progresses is generic. The romance is generic. All of that stuff is completely unremarkable. But I all of the, the surrounding good, stuff. Though. I didn't think that they were amazing, but I thought they did the best that they could with the shit lines of dialogue. They the had love read. interest yeah. was bad. Yes. And most of the villains he was bad. Yes. Was bad. really bad. I don't know, Mahershala Ali was decent. He was fine. See, I liked how goofy Is the he other to set himself up for a Blade franchise. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> he also was kind of like Morpheus too with the glasses. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I th- I liked how goofy all of the side villains are. They're very over the top. They have cheesy one liners that video they say. Yeah, too. totally. Like the the one towards the beginning with the little like cloak thing over him reminded me of. Kilgore, whatever his name is, in Ready Player One, they had like the same exact design almost. Oh, that guy, the big guy, uh, T.J. Miller voiced him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the main, the main, uh, like I guess aggressive villain. Oh yeah, movie. but he was wearing the cloak early on, and then yes, got rid of it the rest yeah. of the movie. Yeah, some of that visual stuff did I did think was cool. Like I thought Alita looked cool. I thought that the the like the character designs for when they're lining up at a motorball, motorball, yeah. Yeah, uh, was cool, but it wasn't like nothing was funny. The only funny thing for me was um, that dog man. Mm-hmm. He was oh, hilarious. Yeah, that, that was, was good. Cool. But that was it. I don't think I laughed a single other time. I don't know. I laughed when that guy got his face cut off. 
just how dramatic it was. Oh, he yeah, was like, was my funny. face. <laughs> that was funny. I don't know. I liked, I I didn't think the movie was taking itself too seriously. It's pretty goofy. Uh, some kind of cringy lines, but I, f- I feel like I, all of my problems with the movie boil down to the screenplay. Like yeah. all the other stuff I enjoyed quite a bit. I don't know. I just, yeah, I think it was very generic. Like even the look of it, I thought it looked good, but it just looked generic. Like it just looks like any other Maybe not like Valerian, but um, what's that? Yeah, one? don't you dare bring Valerian that, into uh, this conversation. Well, this is like Alita in a city of one planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was. Um, what's some... the What's the one that the uh, Wachowski sisters did? Cloud Alice? No, the Jupiter other... Ascending. Yeah, that. Like, I just feel like it's. It kind of looks like it's in that universe, mm. and a lot of movies look like that. They're the I... same like color palette and everything. I could not buy Christoph Waltz. With that giant pick thing. I was like, no. I was like, this is so stupid. What, are we supposed to believe this shit? So am I correct in understanding that it was literally like a like a scythe with like a motor, like a jet engine on it, basically? Yeah, to help like, swing faster. Yeah. yeah. No, that was stupid. It looked cool, but in practice... Just like create your well, own. It's just like he's an old man. Create your he's own Fallout character. Like, yeah, these <laughs> like super he... cyber characters. Like, he's only intimidating in Quentin Tarantino movies. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. it. Just because the way the reason he's intimidating is because of the shit he says. You know what I mean? And this he's just not intimidating at all. He's kind of intimidating in Spectre. I didn't see not that. Not really. Welcome, James. <laughs> that's a pretty good Christoph Waltz right there. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, you know, he was fine. Um, I recognized his, like, nurse assistant. Was she in, um, not Beale Street? Oh, yeah, she did look familiar. She, I didn't recognize her. Maybe not. Um. I actually found myself, like, maybe four hours into the movie wondering if she had ever said, <laughs> said a word. <laughs> and then she said something. I was like, oh, okay, she does have speaking parts. I was like, is she mute? Did I miss that? <laughs> there were a lot of cringeworthy moments, though. Yeah, there was a lot of that. She was in so many scenes where she said nothing. She was just like a weird side character. Yeah. Like, help somebody stand up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could get into some of the cringy stuff and spoilers. Is there any... Oh, any one other? thing I did want to specify about the action sequences was when she was using the motorball as like a weapon, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. cool. See, that I loved cool. all of the action yeah. sequences. I like the hand-to-hand stuff, her flying through the air, the slow motion. The 3D, I thought, looked really cool. There was one action piece, though, that re- kind of bothered me. I'll just Care say to it. share? Uh, it's kind of a spoiler, so we'll talk okay. about it later. All right, hold on to that. I thought the movie would be more fun. I was hoping it would be more fun. Yeah, mm. I, was just, I was hoping it would just be a little less generic. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, well, do you guys want to drop some star ratings, and then we'll do a little spoiler discussion? Sure. Um, I'm going to give it four out of five. Four stars. <laughs> uh, great time with that. Two. Two. Oh, jeez. But Dolby, though, really nice. Dolby yeah. is nice. I don't really remember the music being anything special, but I do remember my seat rumbling a couple times and being like, oh, yeah, that was that felt good. The music was also quite generic. It wasn't bad. I, like, I wasn't offended by it or anything, but, yeah, very unremarkable. All right, Tom, th- this or Speed Racer? This. You're wrong. No. 
<laughs> I still need to see Speed Racer. I've never seen that. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's do a brief spoiler discussion. So if you haven't seen Alita Battle Angel yet, check our show notes. You can skip ahead past this section. Uh, one of the weirdest like villain reveals I've seen in a while. Like The only thing I could think of that even comes close is uh, Fantastic Beasts. Did you guys both see that? No. You didn't? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Well, that one also has a villain reveal at the end, but... You find out at the end that Nova, like the main bad guy, is Edward Norton. Like it's setting it up for a sequel. What a, is why they're doing that? But what a ridiculous! Like the first time you see him, it was kind of it was laughable. Yeah, we all three oh, yeah. laughed. He's, he's goofy <laughs> as hell. It was like, what? That's your villain? Come on. It kind of looks like Doctor Strangelove. Yes, exact. Yes, he looks like a ridiculous. Yeah, char- joke. The character design on him is pretty lame. Yeah. I liked his stupid little like what are the goggle glasses <laughs> yeah. or something, the tiny eyeglasses. He looks like uh, Bell's dad in Beauty and the Beast when he's tinkering with his little toys in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the basement. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's if it's the last shot Crazy of the movie, but yeah, it ends with him like taking off his little glass. I don't know how that disguised him so well. Like it barely covers yeah. his face, but as soon as I was like, "Oh my god, that's Edward Norton!" But like, all it's it like is a is Superman his eyes. mask or something. Yeah, or like, uh, <laughs> it's the Clark Kent taking his yes. glasses off. Exactly. Um, so that was weird. Um, Travis, the thing that you mentioned as far as action sequences that oh, you didn't like when she did her little one-handed push-up spin punch thing. That was so dope when no, she pushed it through dude. his head. That was <laughs> awesome, dude. Actually. I was kind of on board with it. No. That was pretty cool. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Haven't seen it before in a movie. I'll give it that. But it was just, you can't generate that much force. Dude, she's what? a battle oh, angel. Oh, my. Don't start. They, you saw her chop that guy's whole arm off. out of their way to explain that she can, for some reason, do everything. <laughs> generate more force than she should be able to with her body. Yeah, yeah. no real explanation for it. Just, we don't know. But she's uh, really She has powerful. a super powerful heart. Oh, I oh, will yeah. say that. <laughs> there you go. That some of those flashbacks look like they could be a better movie. Yes, <laughs> you're 100 percent right. <laughs> those looked like those looked like like Mass Effect cutscenes. Halo, it was like, short film. It was like <laughs> what Ender's Game should have been. Was Alita Battle Angel the prologue? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That stuff was pretty cool. Um, I liked the the under when she swam into the water to go into yes, the ship. I, I thought that. that looked pretty cool. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I really enjoyed, I liked that character a lot. See, for some reason, Ghost in the Shell, I way, way preferred that. The new one. Like, I would rewatch that movie before I would rewatch this. That was definitely more flashy visually. Like, I think this is definitely more impressive on like a visual effects level for sure. But Ghost in the Shell was a lot, it was the brighter colors, the neon, like, Alita has way better action too than Ghost in the Shell. It was all. If anything, Ghost really in the well Shell done. needed more action. It needed more action, right? So that's why I'm like, tonally, maybe just Alita was just terrible. Take the good parts of both movies, put them together, got a masterpiece. I thought the action <laughs> yeah. was choreographed like incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Like you always yeah. knew what was happening. There was like a visual yeah. clarity to it. I was none of that really impressed. Transformers bullshit. Yeah, that's why it has two stars for me. That some of the action was really good. <laughs> You make it sound like a positive thing. 
It's the only positive thing. <laughs> okay. I, just some of the goofy touches, like when the dog gets killed and she like what rubs the blood on her face. Like the, didn't like it. That was awesome. No. Also, I hated when I tried. I went in my, in my mind afterward, and I was like, played it back, and I was like, is there any way they could have done that differently? And I couldn't think of a different way to do it. But when she like has that thought in her head of something something she should say and then she says it immediately oh that i was like what was that that was i think that was like a flashback thing like she had heard that before yeah but why didn't okay so why didn't they just like drop that maybe 20 minutes earlier in the movie as a a thought she has or a flashback she has and then she uses the line later (laughs) back to back oh wait i have it (laughs) it was like I will not stand by in the presence of evil. I will not stand by in the presence of evil. Oh, I did. I did have a question for you guys. I don't know if this like just wasn't clarified or maybe I missed something, but she is from this like, she's like from Mars, not from Mars, but was this like the, the fall, whatever this was, was supposedly a battle between people on earth and people on Mars. Was it just two different factions of humans? Like some went to Mars and they like evolutionarily develop bigger eyes or something? Because they don't call her an alien. She's considered human, but she is, I don't know if she's from Mars, but she definitely fought on the side of Mars. I was not clear on whether or not they just made the battle robots have big eyes, the cyborgs, or if that's was supposed to be representative of what they look like. Yeah, I wasn't sure. sure about that either. A little unclear because they I, also who was fighting in that war. It's unclear if clearly they're not aliens. It must have just been two different factions of humans. Like they must have colonized humans must have colonized yeah. Mars and then they've got into a fight with each other. How did they how did they say the war ended? Uh, They gave they like. Mars like unleashed everything they had and all the cities fell except for that one. Mm-hmm. So then they just built the Iron City like around it, I guess. It's like the last living sky city, I think, is what they refer yeah. to it as. That was it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. They said all the other cities fell in like the last attack or whatever. I think it was just like a, you know, one last uh final stand type thing. Mm-hmm. That was my impression anyway. Did you guys love the twenty sixth century fox logo? Oh, or it turned yeah. Eh. I didn't hate it. Pretty Actually, bad. I was distracted because the kid next to me was like, why is it all crumbling? And oh, no. the dad was like, I don't know. We'll have to watch and be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Worst part of the movie is when she slices her tear in half. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, was, that was too much. Amazing. Yeah. Why did and that need it, to be And there? then I saw two tears on the ground, and I was like, is that supposed to be her and her lover? Because if so... That's awful. Oh, it was also pretty stupid when she like took out her heart and she was like, here, you yeah. can have it. What you can sell that? it. I'll just get a replacement. Yeah, it's like, you get like, all of your power from this yeah, thing. What are you talking about? Completely out of left field. That didn't make any sense. All the it love no stuff sense. was stupid. Yeah, I didn't like it. What was up with that kid's look early on? He looked like a young Robert Rodriguez with the leather jacket and the, the bandana. <laughs> I wonder he has a son. So bad. I wonder if it is. The, the, the friend group. Is. Everything. The friend group is terrible. That was, oh yeah, it had that one kid though who's been popping from, up from uh, Bumblebee and, and yeah, uh, Love Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one that was supposed to be funny. He was like the boy. Funny lines. And like the. 
Maybe. Was he supposed to be funny? <laughs> he was kind of like the bully of the group of the love interest. You know, like the... The jokester. Sure. The one who uh, gave... Uh, Clothesliner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clothesline a robot. Hardcore. With his human arm. Yeah. That's good shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on Alita Battle Angel? Um, Hot mess. If you could just distill it down uh, into like a 20 minute short supercut of action sequences, yes, that would be cool. I don't know. I'm excited to see a sequel. You want more Ed Norton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't leave me hanging like that. Huh? I'm curious to see what the upper world looks like. Mm-hmm. I have to say. Yeah, they did tease the shit out of that. Didn't they? Yeah. Some of that stuff was actually pretty cool, like with the 3D and the huge screen, like looking down through the clouds. And I thought the 3D was actually handled really well. Like it's it's always jarring at the beginning. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. And then you your eyes get used to it. And then it just becomes immersive. Like I thought, like you barely even notice the 3D once you get used to it, you know? Except those fucking atrocious glasses on your face. Yeah, those are super uncomfy too. And they're not big enough. Yeah. And they when have I like lean a... back, I have to pull it down on my nose like an old lady. <laughs> See, yeah. when I looked at you and they looked it up, <laughs> they were like pressed between my ear and my hat. So when I turned to look at Tom, my glasses flipped up so he could see my eyes. <laughs> Maybe that's why they designed them that way. So you turn to look at your buddy, it's like, eh? Uh? <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, we're going to next be discussing velvet buzzsaw we have another clip here we go my ex-boyfriend ricky has an exhibition friday he's a hack a bearded downtown poser he hasn't had like an original idea in his whole life on top of which he steals from everyone. But you know that, right? I'm very familiar with his work. You should go to his show. See for yourself how much he sucks. Then do what you do. Are you serious? For me. All right, Velvet Buzzsaw is the new film from writer and director Dan Gilroy, who gave us Nightcrawler, which I believe uh, we were all fans of, right? Love Nightcrawler. Yeah, Nightcrawler's fantastic. Love it. So this is a Netflix original film. Uh, it had its premiere at Sundance this year, I believe. Um, yeah. And Netflix picked it up. It was gobbled up immediately. Oh, yeah. Film stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, Tony Collette, Tom Sturridge, David Diggs, and John Malkovich. Plot synopsis reads, After a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. So, I was pretty excited for this. The trailer makes it look awesome and really over the top and kind of tongue-in-cheek, like, gonzo, weird horror movie. Uh, In practice... Uh, I really don't have a single good thing to say about this movie. It was pretty bad. 
I had so what of what I remember, I hated it immediately. And then I was like, "Am I liking enjoying this?" I kind, of, I me too, kind and of. And then I was like, "Nope, it's terrible." <laughs> I think it's because I wanted to like it so badly that I was like, "Am, am I enjoying this?" Well, it started to go in all these weird directions, and it started to get more sinister. And I was like, "Oh, this is kind of kind of fun." But then, but it the wasn't sinister actually was toothless bullshit. Yes. Yeah it it the horror scenes. There's no tension because it's not handled well. The kills I thought would be super over the top and gory, and they're really not that interesting. Like, no. Uh, and like the, the art stuff, like the, um, you know, the satire of the art world, and they kind of get behind, like, they, all these different people in the industry, artists and uh, tastemakers, which is essentially what Jake Gyllenhaal is. He's like an art critic. And then curators, like seeing the interplay between all of that was, I thought would be more interesting than it was, but it was all just kind of over the top and the characters aren't likable. And a yeah. lot of the dialogue is super cringy. And I don't know. I did not, uh, the performances I thought were also pretty bad too. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal continues his downward trend. <laughs> I don't think I've liked Jake Gyllenhaal in anything since Nightcrawler. Yeah, exactly. He's been kind of bad. And in... Was Prisoners after? No, that was before Nightcrawler. He was fine in, um, what, what was that one movie we saw this past year? Okja? No, um, <laughs> very generic movie. Um, Paul Dano directed it. Oh, wildlife. Lifeless. <laughs> he oh, was... Everest. Yeah, he was fine. I didn't in see that. Everest. Was that good? He was bad in it. Mm. Yeah. He was barely in it, though. We saw that together, right? Didn't we see it at Cinerama? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I used to think that uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was a golden boy, but I think he just had a hot streak, and uh, I don't know, man. Got that guy overacts big time. Yeah. I remember thinking this, um, the intro to Velvet Buzzsaw was really cool. Oh, yeah. The title sequence was pretty cool. Yeah. Netflix production doing doing it right. but <clears throat> Yeah, I feel pretty similar to you guys. I didn't really like it that much either. Um, I wanted to like it, but... I think we all did. I kept waiting to like it. It never happened. Yeah, and I think it's kind of a cool premise, but I don't, I don't know if it was just like it was too rushed or he wasn't equipped to handle this material, but it just didn't feel like it was done the right way. <laughs> yeah. Tonally. It was just too all over the place. Like it either needed to be way more over the top and stupid and just really embrace how dumb of an idea, like paintings coming to life and murdering people. Yeah. Really go like final destination style. Cause it was, it's like, boring final destination basically like some of the yeah. kills that happen you know right so they either needed to fully embrace that or dial it back and really like i don't even know how you can do that with that conceit though that the paintings come to life and kill people like i don't think there's another way to do it other than just going crazy with it well um yeah like what would you even do? I'm well, trying they to didn't think. Have to go fucking Jumanji with it. You know? Like they could have <laughs> just like made the paintings make people crazy and like psycho murder each other, you know? Or like the art world could be super cool and interesting, like it was in Nocturnal Animals. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, they didn't spend a whole lot of time with the art world, but like it was intriguing from the get go. Yeah, they could have. Like it could have been. It could have. Like, maybe the paintings could be possessed or something, and then when they look into it, like, yeah, they go crazy, and maybe they kill themselves, and like, kind of like the happening, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Like, they, they 
go they make eye contact with the figure in a painting and then they go insane and then they like shove their head in a like, wood chipper or something like bird like box <laughs> sure like like that or you see you see stuff in the house or i don't know just i was a little confused with that too because there were scenes where there really wasn't anything hallucinatory happening where they just like you know get killed by the painting like, literally and then there was a scene towards the end where like the love interest i guess whatever that actress is she's the one who finds the paintings she like there's like a door that appears in a warehouse and she walks in and the like the ink like the paints like oh like gets into her skin and then they show her she's just like in the painting in the wall i laughed out loud at that moment i, I kind of like that part probably <laughs> right before that i thought it was a cool visual effect like the paint yeah. like it was stupid it didn't make sense but but then when they showed her just like her body is in the painting like yeah that was dumb in the street art was yeah like, the street <laughs> the graffiti so oh my god i also think it's kind of weird for him to like comment on modern art or try and satirize it when he's literally making art in the modern world and i mean i guess that's that's what you do i guess is you're trying to make a statement with your art but i yeah i just don't really feel like he's the the one to do it like he, how many movies has he made too i think so yeah i don't know did, did you feel like the movie had a message yeah i feel like it was trying to comment on art in general i mean that's pretty obvious like in just yeah i mean i i don't disagree i just well i, think, I don't know what the message was well the whole like sure yeah <laughs> um people trying to like profit off someone's work and then like even just like what is art and what they is, were all what is good art and dicks trying to make their make their nut off of art none of them yeah. were motivated by arts Except for maybe David Diggs' character, I guess. And, but even uh, he kind of is like... Uh, oh, and John Malkovich's Malkovich, character. yeah. And then um, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's just like a modern critic, you know, like caricature almost of one. They, the, he denies it, but they kind of get into the like... <clears throat> he trades favors like i'll give you a good review like some of that stuff is kind of interesting they didn't go far enough into it i don't think though like the idea of like endorsing someone like i'm a high profile critic i'll give you a good review but in return i want this you know like mm -hmm. those kind of shady deals because you think like art is pure like you just if art is good like people will come to it and it'll be seen but this movie kind of makes the opposite point that it's like there's that uh the presumption that that guy has a really good show but the girl that jake gyllenhaal is dating wants him to give the guy a horrible review and then he ends up killing himself because he gets a bad review and then he later says like i, th I loved his show you know like yeah I, it there needed to be more of that the rest of it was just kind of uninteresting satire of like the modern art world it just wasn't i mean like tom like tom said there's more interesting stuff in nocturnal animals and that movie is not even really about yeah the art world at least not in the same way not in the same literal way that velvet bus saw is mm -hmm. or even like extra through the gift shop is more interesting oh yeah yeah R incredibly underwhelming yeah I, like i can't Pretty i was disappointing i can't I just, point to any one thing that i liked really couldn't do the horror at all it was bad completely fell flat so the whole like back half of the movie was just boring <laughs> I just sat there watching these kills like okay Finally, this guy's gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> so is he a one-trick pony? Then we we giving up on Gilroy? No, no. I mean, it's only a second movie. Like, Third, 
He made Roman Israel. Oh, uh, see, I didn't see that one, but it was pretty generic. I mean, it was it was a decent, good movie, but nothing special. I feel like if he makes another movie and it either sucks or is underwhelming again, then yeah. I mean, you made one incredible movie and then three mediocre to bad ones. He's not going to get a forever pass from Nightcrawler, you know? Like, it's not one of those. Unless he keeps working with Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> then, yes, I will see every movie. Um, but, I mean, it's kind of similar to, um, like, Duncan Jones. Like, he was, like, the next hot That's filmmaker. True, yeah. And then now, what, two two stinkers in a row, Warcraft and, and Mute. So, I wonder, is this guy the next Duncan Jones? They're doing dip- different things, but. Yeah. Underwhelming. For sure. Anything else you guys have to say on Velvet Buzzsaw? Oh. Yeah. The last kill. The Buzzsaw. Oh, that was so stupid at the very end. Yeah. Who was that? Who was that? Was that Rene Russo? Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the significance of that? Like, is it living? They'd never explain. Like, you. She was just in a band called Velvet Buzzsaw? Like. They didn't That's connect stupid. the dots at all. That like, why would that be her downfall? You know, like uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's made some sense. The other ones didn't really make sense, but Jake's did. But hers was just like, oh. what happened to him again? He gets killed by the the robot that he mocked. Did we do a show? Oh, did we do yes. any sort of spoiler warning, or are we just? No, but we're not. I mean, we're just kind of dancing around it. We're not actually I saying. I think so. When we just said how someone died. <laughs> Well, yeah, but not specifically. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't know. Uh, I remember that now, though. I also thought that was kind of stupid. What? Art will kill all, right? The the tattoo. Is that what it said? (laughs) What? No, her tattoo said Velvet Buzzsaw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why she died. (laughs) Art will kill all. That's Where the are you message. Art will kill all. That's the message of the movie. Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we need to do a spoiler discussion. Like, I'm having a hard time even remembering stuff from this movie. Yeah, I know. Part of me wanted to watch it again before we recorded, but that sounded like a bad idea. So. Yeah, I am a little <laughs> bit removed from it too because we were originally going to record last weekend, but the, we had to postpone it because of the snow. Um, the only okay. thing floating up around here is Apex Legends. Stuff. I know. I'm just like, man, we got to get out of here so we can game. Um, all right. Well, anything else you guys want to mention about that one before we move into what we've been watching? No. All right. What are your star ratings? Um, well, I'll, yeah, I'll probably go two. I think I gave it a two, but I did it just now. Actually, maybe 1.5 just because that Battle Angel was not as bad as Buzzsaw. <laughs> 1.5. 1.5. I'm changing mine. I'm also changing mine. I think I logged it as a 2. Because again, I was like, I feel like I should like this movie more than I do. So I gave it a 2. But no, <clears throat> I'm not going to down to a 1.5. Is this the worst reviewed movie we've ever had on the show? Mm. Three one and a half reviews? Probably. We don't usually go that low. <laughs> I can't even fucking like Cloverfield Paradox. I think someone gave it like a 2 or something, <laughs> right? Maybe two and a half. I, I don't remember. It's probably you. <laughs> no, I gave it a. <laughs> oh, maybe I no. Hey, letterbox no, maybe doesn't I did. lie. I think maybe I gave it a two. Letterbox does for that lie. one scene where uh, uh, what's that Australian guy's name? He gets stuck in the wall. 
Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> I don't remember anything about that movie, really. I remember more, thinking about it now, I remember more from Cloverfield Paradox than Velvet Buzzsaw, and that was a year ago. The ending of Paradox, though, is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> the last shot. Uh, I can't remember it. I, I gave, mix it up with life. I gave Paradox two stars. But when you get that low, it's just like, eh, two, whatever. Yeah, because of shit. Okay. Matt, you gave it two. Tom, you gave it a one. Ooh, okay. Well, Tom might be on the right side of history on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Art will kill all. That's all I have to say. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to what else we've been watching. I don't think any of us have a ton just because we've uh, been busy with other things. But yeah. I got a couple. Um, I got two and some TV. Yeah, I watched a fair amount of TV, too. I finished uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Mm-hmm. That show is fantastic. I loved it. I can't wait for season three. It's hilarious. Midge Maisel is such a likable character. She is. Great actress. Um, I can't remember the actress's name, but whoever plays Susie, oh. she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy from fucking Monk, he's awesome. Can't remember his name. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, yes. It's just incredible. Like, it made me cry a couple times. Like, not in the first season, but the second season. Like, some of the emotional stakes. Like, those moments are pretty fantastic um yeah not much more to say than that but i did i did catch up with that and finish it uh someone else can go i'm pulling up my list here to see what i've been watching did you want to talk about atlanta sure it's a good show yeah so i watched season one probably a year or two ago Mm -hmm. and then i just watched season two within the last month or so Mm -hmm. all of it what about you Mm, i watched atlanta season one more recently than that but I just think that's like one of the smartest shows on TV. Yeah, I would agree. And it's also probably one of the more interesting. Like they have standalone episodes and Yeah. They yeah, they kind of just do their own thing. Yeah, they did like an episode for each individual main character just devoted to them. There's two episodes in season 2 that are amazing. Okay. The barbershop episode is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Barbershop was really good. I was dying laughing watching that. <laughs> uh, what Paperboy's barbershop is, you have to watch that episode, Matt. And you could even watch it out of context and it wouldn't ruin anything, but it's just so damn funny. <laughs> and then um, the white face episode. You like that one? Yes. It was so weird. It I know. Felt like, <laughs> it felt like a... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, get out type thing. Yeah. Basically, you, did you know anything about this or hear about it? Nope. Uh, well, Donald Glover basically plays like a white face type character in, well, I mean, it's just like a, a weird looking. He's like a, he's got like a Michael Jackson type yeah. vibe going on. Like super creepy. Was in the music industry. Super. Yeah. Super creepy. The makeup's like way over the top where it looks almost like a mask, but he's, He's this character, and essentially the episode's about Lakeith Stanfield's character going over to this guy's house to get a free piano. He, like, found it online on one of the, whatever site, and it just, like, oh my God, goes dark and the weird. The scene and... with the egg <laughs> when he first gets there. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Is he didn't... I think I know who you're talking about, because that... Someone showed up to, like, the Emmys or something as that character. Uh. I think I hmm. was he wearing like a, a red silk robe. What's the character's name? 
I don't know. Can't remember. I think I think I remember a, a red Ugh. a red room. Ugh. It was creepy. It was gross. Yeah, Probably and then opening moments. But yeah, it's like a super like it's like a, a horror type episode. It's it's cool though. And then there's also the one where it's like a flashback where it's the two main characters growing up in school. That was a good episode too. Does that does this show have like a story? Like it, it kind of sounds like <clears throat> these are all kind of not standalone episodes, but like yeah, there's a through line and like they're a, tangential a plot for season two. Um, but the season just kind of like meanders and just focuses on different things for extended period of time yeah Mm, okay but it's yeah it's really it's a really good watch yes like like i said it's super smart it's pretty heavy too at times Mm -hmm. but then also just really entertaining and funny too so okay i just gotta i have to prioritize it like i because I just got short episodes. I just got HBO, so now I feel like I have to watch Big Little Lies, Sharp Objects, wow, Big Little Lies, get caught up on Silicon Valley, and like Big Little Lies. I also love yeah. their Excellent. their new friend in the season, the Tracy. one who moves in with them. Tracy is so <laughs> funny. Uh, you should also watch High Maintenance and Barry too. I want to watch that. Yeah, season two is coming good. soon. Yeah, um, High Maintenance is putting out new episodes now for the newest season. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Yeah, it's good. I need to get back on that. Uh, and Sarah and I are watching um, the new True Detective. Mm. How far are you in? I think we're on episode six. I think we got like partway through episode six and our power went out. And? Oh, is it stacking up? A lot better than two. Not as good as one. Okay. But it's Is that good. the consensus? That's what I'm hearing also. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good show. I would probably watch that last out of all the ones that we've talked about. True Detective Season 3, you want to watch last? For all the ones you were listing off that you need to prioritize, I'd probably put True Detective at the bottom of the list. So I'm not going to because I I really wanted to... One of the main reasons I got HBO was so I could watch uh, True Detective Season 3. But I just rewatched Season 1 with Haley because she had never yeah. seen it. All it makes me want to do is rewatch Season 1. That is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, it's not perfect. Like, it doesn't treat women very well. Mm-hmm. A lot of the female characters, like, especially the one that you think is like the strong woman, she ends up doing something really fucked up. And yeah. like, um, but those performances, McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, Their are chemistry. Some of the best I've ever seen on television. And just like the mystery, like there's so many good cliffhanger episodes. And yeah. visually, it's like I haven't seen anything else like it on television. Yeah. So season three mm. has mystery, but it's not as compelling or as like, uh, I mean, like True Detective season one is a cream dream of like, that's the kind of mystery you want to watch, like just total thriller out there serial killer bullshit you know mm-hmm. yeah this one has like a couple little hints here and there a couple little mysteries that make you think oh this is sort of serially but um uh mostly it's circled around playing with time which isn't always my favorite but there's three timelines which the first season did that too but it didn't uh it was mostly like 1995 and present day. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of catches up to like, I think it's 2002 was the other one, but it sounds like 
based on what I've heard and what you're saying, the third season, is it like, does it cut back and forth between three, every like episode. very distinct? Yes. And it's like every episode and it's not bad. It's just, they're going to try and make, you can tell everything's going to sort of come together all at once at the end. Right. Converge. Not really my favorite. Who else are some of the heavy hitters in that show besides Mahershala? Uh, Was this even Dwarf in it? Yeah, yes. Is that the dad, the guy with the mustache? I what else is he in? Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff. He was in a somewhere that Copa, oh, wow. Sofia Coppola if, movie. I, I know I've seen Blade. His name. He, he was the bad guy yeah. in Blade. I, I know I've seen his name. I just don't know if he's the partner or if he's the father. This guy. Oh, he's the partner. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like him a lot. They don't have what mcconaughey and uh harrelson have and, yeah harrelson have but i mean i feel like you can't you can't top that that's like an all no. fucking all-timer right no. there but it's a good show i just think all those other ones you listed are better okay i mean maybe i will i don't know really i'm just killing time until game of thrones comes back like <sighs> that was the main reason why i i knew i was gonna need to get it anyway so i was like might as well just get it now and get caught up on some of these shows mm-hmm. In the fucking Game of Thrones. You're, you're a Game of Thrones guy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> this uh, fucking guy over here, Travis. My toes are tingling. Oh, my God. I could not be less interested, <laughs> oh. which I don't know why. It's fucking awesome. I don't, I don't know. TV is just such a daunting task. I can play. I can play Apex Legends for eight hours straight, but watch two episodes of a TV show back-to-back, not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I also don't understand, but... Maybe one day. Maybe TV, once, just, TV just keeps getting better, too. Like. Once the hype yeah. dies down and no one's talking about Game of Thrones, then I'll start watching it. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you guys remember that in season two? No. You're going to be that guy. <laughs> you're going to be that guy at work who's like, who shows up to work and is like, hey, have you guys seen Breaking Bad? That show was amazing. That's going to be you, but in five years with Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, Did you guys know that uh, experts think that serial killers are... A thing of the past, no longer a thing. I see. I it's funny because that you of say technology. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was like, when was the last time like Gary Ridgway is the last like big I ser- prolific even, I can't serial killer in my adult life or like my, the, my life I can really remember? Now it's now it's like mass killers, like yeah, which yeah. that's unfortunate, but. I mean, I, yeah, because how you got to be really fucking good with all the technology that we have, the forensics, like. Yeah, how are you supposed know. to get your, your rocks off if you have to snipe somebody from a mile away and then you don't get to enjoy it? You know what I mean? That's what serial I, Yeah, I have right no for. idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, the only way I I know. feel like they probably do exist in like impoverished areas of the country, like rural areas oh, yeah. where the police departments just don't have the funding to yeah. like investigate the cases. But like metropolitan, like... And the people still exist for sure. They just don't get the time to develop into the uh the proficient because murderers of the past you don't have like your practice murderers to like yeah you yeah. get caught <laughs> no one's smart enough to stay in age well i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> they don't make them like they used to <laughs> um all right travis you want to do one um let's see oh before i forget I saw Serenity. Oh, yeah. And you guys have to go into that movie knowing as least as possible 
and you have to watch it. I do want to see it. I mean, at this point, I'm going to have to wait till it comes <clears> out on Red Redbox it or stream it or something, you know. But the I'll, I will say there is a twist or reveal that is one of the most ridiculous, dumbest things I have ever seen in a movie. Like jaw dropping. Like oh my god, the movie is going this direction. It is insane. Okay. <laughs> it 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 makes no sense. I honestly, I, yeah, it's a, not an enjoyable experience. But I feel like everyone has to experience it. And then talking about it would be the most enjoyable. Is Anne Hathaway in this? Yes. Yeah. Diane Lane too. And who is the the Matthew McConaughey? Okay. Yes. So here's the craziest thing. I haven't seen it yet. But this guy wrote Eastern Promises. This guy wrote Locke. Like, those are two, like, really well-written films. Mm-hmm. It sounds like, is the, is, is the dialogue and shit also poorly done? Or is um, it really just, like... I don't know. It, the, the twist is so bonkers and out of left field that it's just... It's so hard to just wrap your mind around what is even happening. But... Oh. This guy's also the creator of Taboo, that show with Tom mm-hmm. Hardy, and the creator of Peaky Blinders, that like British people like, love that show, gangster show. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I forget. Things he did the that. screenplay for the Girl in the Spider's Web. Um, he did the screenplay for the Hundred Foot Journey, which I think was that like cooking movie, like the Indian cooking movie. Right? Oh, I don't know. Um, like but yeah, without the the big twist, if that wasn't a part of the movie, it would just be like a generic noir thriller. Might have been like a you know two and a half three star movie, but this twist just drives it all the way down to a half star. <laughs> it is an abomination. <laughs> How's McConaughey? Uh, he's playing he's himself, just being McConaughey. Yeah. But man, like I was, I was the only one in the theater, and I was laughing out loud at what was going on <laughs> towards the end. Jeez. It was insane. Interesting. Yeah, I'll catch up with that at some point. I really wish I would have, or we would have done a full review on it. <laughs> it would have been a lot more fun than Velvet Buzzsaw or most of the other stuff we review. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I watched, uh, I caught up with Fahrenheit 11.9, which is the like mm. Michael Moore Trump documentary. Uh, it's really good. It's one of Michael Moore's best uh, documentaries, I think. It's a little, it gets a little off track with like his thesis, I guess, because there's like a a long middle portion where he's talking about like the Flint like water crisis, which is very interesting. It just kind of feels like it, he's kind of straying away from his point. Like he I felt guess. like he needed to include that. Yes, yeah. Like it's it's still very interesting. It's heartbreaking, um, but. It didn't need to be there, I guess. Like, it just felt like... Should have been its own. It took, yeah, yeah. It took away. Um, but there's some really, really interesting stuff in there. And Michael Moore has always made, like, provocative films, and this is one of them. Um, it just really makes you, like, very, very, very angry about, like, the state that our country is in right now. Like, it's, it's one of those movies. Which, those are the kind of the movies he makes. So, um, highly recommended. Uh, I watched it on Amazon Prime. So, okay. catch up with that one. Um, and then Valentine's Day. Did you guys, I know Travis watched something on Valentine's Day. Did you, Tom? Uh, funny story, actually. I came home pretty late and Sarah goes to bed super early now. She went to bed at like 8.30 and I was looking at the Valentine's Day movies on Hulu and I was like, 
I wonder if Hitch is as is what I remember it being. <laughs> and then I watched all of Hitch. I watched the entire thing by myself. <laughs> and? Uh, it's not good. Definitely not good. But I had more fun watching it than I thought I was going to. Yeah. I laughed quite a bit at... I, I, I still do like the parts with Will Smith and Kevin James. It's just everything that is just Will Smith is bad. See, even back then, I didn't like that movie very much. So I'm not really it was a, for it. A, was a like a craze. Everybody was people all loved Hitch. Hitch. Yeah. yeah, that was Will Smith at in his prime. Like Will Smith was the hottest movie star yes. on the planet. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now it's like Will Smith. Like, did you guys see those pictures of him as Genie in yeah. Aladdin? Oh my god! I saw some of them turned pink, and then like a side by side. Majin Boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, I watched uh, Along Came Polly, mm-hmm. which I thought I had seen before. <clears throat> I had never seen it. And uh, that movie's okay. Phyllis Seymour Hoffman is fucking hilarious in that movie, though. Yeah. He is so good. It's uh, Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston. He's like a risk analyst. That's right. Um, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman's like his like former actor friend who still thinks he's like hot shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, them playing basketball together is so funny. Let it rain. Yeah, (laughs) there's this. So I did remember that scene because uh, I I must just know from pop culture because one of the dudes they're playing basketball with takes his shirt off and he's super hairy and sweaty and he like rubs on Ben Stiller's face in slow motion. Remember that? But God, Philip Seymour Hoffman, like rest in peace. Like he's the greatest ever. (laughs) Like there's a scene very early on, like at Ben Stiller's wedding where the the floor is like waxed. <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman just walks in and he falls, but it's like a perfect pratfall. Like the way he falls is fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I mean, it's a pretty generic rom com. Made me laugh a little bit, but it was fine. Yeah. Okay. Some people really like that movie. I almost watched that, but I watched Never Been Kissed instead. Not much to say. It's a pretty. I'll just say generic rom com from good, though. the nineties. It's a yeah, good one of those. It's yeah, it's good, I guess. <laughs> I mean it's not like one of my favorite movies or anything, but for the genre, yeah, it's solid. Yeah, yeah, totally. Who's in that? Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Okay. David Arquette. Man, all those Jessica Alba people. Oh who yeah, are minor role. Who are in more than one rom com. Yeah. I can't tell them apart. I was severely disappointed by like the romance movie options that are streaming right now. Harry yeah. and I spent like twenty minutes looking for something to watch. Valentine's Day is streaming on HBO. Oh, I saw that. No, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it does have Bradley Cooper in it though? It was tempting. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, I only have one more. I uh, watched. Oh, I watched Leave No Trace which we've already reviewed, so I don't need to talk a lot, but um, I liked it. It, it just, um, it's missing something, you know? It's mm-hmm. missing a couple things. It's missing, like, the big dramatic moment, because it had them, but they were so muted. And, it like, it could do with some better music or just some something. Yeah, I had the exact same reaction. Yeah. I just felt, I don't know what it was. I couldn't really put my finger on it. Like you said, like... I don't really know why I wanted some big dramatic moment from it because it's not that movie at all. It's it's a very quiet film. There is a big dramatic moment in the movie. Not really. But they're like the girl, yeah. you know. Their conversation in the trailer. Speaking yeah. up for once, you know, and like, no, no, dad. 
uh, and him being like, "You're right." <laughs> Come on, how about the survival stuff? No, her, her cutting it, those mushrooms could have been better. Better in the survivalist. It could have been better than what it was. <laughs> <laughs> you won't throw the survivalist above. That stuff in that movie was good, but that's the whole movie. Like it was boring. No, um, you guys are wrong. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just think it was pretty bland. And actually, as I, so I enjoyed it while I was watching it. But the long longer I've had away from it, the more I'm like, ah, I never want to see that again. I wouldn't really recommend it necessarily. How about yeah. the the little rendition at the end of uh, "This Land Is Your Land"? That was an amazing musical moment. <laughs> what? Around the campfire? No, it was like a. I don't remember what instrument, but it's like an instrumental of "This Land Is Your Land," hmm. like towards the end of the movie. What a what an amazing time! Couldn't ending, have been because I don't remember. <laughs> the it. ending is actually pretty um, ridiculous if you think about it. Are we talking about the survivalist, or are we talking about Leave No Trace? Leave No Trace. Okay, I thought we were talking about the survivalist still. Oh no, no, we're not. Leave No Trace. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he I didn't did, like the end either—that he just like he was like, oh well, later, you know. Come on. Yeah, you would Come change for your daughter, like inconceivable. But she's getting older. Like so? she's like fourteen years old. At some dude. point. What? So Look. just like we're done. I've raised you enough. There's more to and it than that. And then she hangs up the bag, like just like the other lady does. What was that? For him. I it think was the exact same bag in the exact same place. It, does she assume that he's hanging out with the hermit out in the woods now? Yeah. I think it was yeah, like a. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like a. He's still gonna be around, watching over me, but I, he just won't be in my life. It's, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't see why it doesn't make sense, though, or how it's ridiculous. I don't think there's any way that a parent who loves his kid as much as Ben Foster's character was demonstrated to love his daughter would just say, no, I can't get over it. Yeah. And I can't try harder. Uh, yeah. And I can't try new things. I have Easier to said than done, woods. boys. PTSD is a real thing. Yeah, it is, <laughs> but still, like... <laughs> They're not all in the woods. Uh, nope, but it, people handle things differently. And he was a pretty <laughs> shitty survivalist for someone who had lived out there for so long. Uh, well, he can only live in one park. The second he gets out of the the Portland park, he he just like becomes completely incompetent. He's like, I guess we got to cover ourselves with branches. <laughs> no, I think you're <laughs> underselling all of this. You try and live somewhere else, Tom. <clears throat> You try and live in a different forest than the one you're used to. It was a bad plan. I won't say it's a great <laughs> one. Let's <laughs> 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 Um, I don't really want to talk about any of these other ones, so I'll just kind of name them and say like a sentence or two. Uh, I watched Blue Jay. Which is that Mark Duplass, oh, Black yeah, and White. I've seen that. Uh, it was quite good. I liked it yeah. a lot, actually. Um, not really much to say. It was like a reunited high school lovers, things get awkward kind of movie. But it was just... I thought that was right up your alley. It was. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I just don't really have much to say about it. Yeah. Other than, like, watch it. It was Fun it was fact, uh, the person who directed that has another movie with uh, Duplass in it coming out on Netflix real soon. I've heard about that. Hamilton yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. That I'll see anything. 
Yeah. Him in that. Paddleton too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was good. Uh, Alex Strangelove. That's like a kind of young adulty, like high school romance movie. He's like, a, it's basically a high school boy coming to terms with his sexuality. Directed by the guy who did the Skeleton Twins, um, which I like that movie a lot. Um, and it was good. There were some stuff that I thought was really stupid, some cringy lines of dialogue, but I like the characters. It was a sweet movie. I rated it like a three. Would you mostly watch it for like the comedy or the story or? Yeah, the comedy. There's some stuff that's pretty funny, actually. Um, I would, if you're just looking for something to put throw on on Netflix. Watch the package it's, instead. Right? Oh, the package is fucking <laughs> dope. <laughs> that's number one. It goes the package, Roma. <laughs> the holy grail of Netflix original. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was good. Um, and then another Netflix original, I watched Cam, which you did oh, see. Yeah. I don't know if you talked about it on the show. But I didn't. That was okay. It's like another, it's like a cam girl, uh, internet horror shit. It's pretty weird. It goes some places. Um, I don't really know what the fuck was going on in that movie. Like, (laughs) it was pretty entertaining though. I was always invested just because I wanted to know what the fuck was going on. Uh, I'm I'm not going to say it's satisfying the way that it concludes because there's really no explanation for any of it. Yeah. But it's totally worth a watch. It does some interesting things. It's watchable. Yeah, for sure. Um, Typical Netflix fare. <laughs> and then Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. Mm. Movie is fucking cool. Okay. I think, so having now seen all of the Mission Impossible movies besides the first two, I think starting with just three, weird. they just get better and better and better. Like, I think Fallout is my favorite, and then going backwards from there. Um, it was it was pretty Rogue sweet. Rogue Nation 4? Rogue Nation is Uh, five. We're getting up there now. Is Ghost Protocol before Rogue Nation? It goes Mission Impossible 3, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout. Man, I cannot wait for whatever comes out. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, they're filming seven and eight back to back. Are they? Yeah, I think they're slated for a 20. Tom Cruise gets too old. Yeah, he's got to knock him out. He's like, well, sign the contract. Let's do this. Before he breaks his hip. (laughs) I think it's 2021 and 2022. They're slated for release. Yeah. You think it's going to be a two-parter? I don't know if it's going to be a two-parter. I mean, they're all kind of two-parters. I mean, uh, Rogue Nation and Fallout have the same villain. So, I mean, it's kind of, they're different movies. Same director, Macquarie? Yes, doing Macquarie both? is Sign doing both, both of them. Nice. Yes. He's a lifelong Mission Impossible that's guy his, now? That's his gig now. He's just going to go back and forth between Mission Impossible and Jack Reacher. What was the Harry Potter director? David Slate or something? What was his name? David, David Yates. Yates. What about what about him? Oh, just that now he's becoming the the Mission Impossible jobber, just like that guy became the Harry the Potter Harry Potter jobber. jobber. Yeah, Harry Jobber. Is he doing? <laughs> is he doing Fantastic Beast as well? Yeah. Oh my God, this guy. So he's now made the lifelong contract. Yeah, David Yates did the last four Harry Potter movies, two Fantastic Beast movies, and the Fantastic Beast is planned to be five movies. Wouldn't you get bored of doing the same like type of movie? It's Harry Potter, dude. I don't it's know. magical. I don't know. There's a lot to work with. I don't want to get into yeah. Harry Potter again, but I did watch another one, slowly getting through those. And which for- one? Job of Fire. No, Phoenix. Oh, or the Phoenix. Um, for how like expansive that world can be, those movies are pretty generic. What? Like, I just feel like generic. They could, they could do like 
in the world of Harry Potter, like they all feel and look the same. Well, yeah, because they all take place in the same universe. They don't all feel, look, and feel the same. To me, they Quaron's is pretty distinct in the franchise. Yeah, that's probably the best one, but it still has the same look and feel. See, did you did you read Harry Potter? Did not. So there's just something about like having grown up being obsessed with the books. Yeah, being able to experience that world, like living it. There's just something special about it. I guess he goes. I I need like a salt planet, you know. And then in the next one, he goes to Hogwarts again. It's great. Then he goes to Hogwarts, and oh, Hogsmeade. <laughs> and then the next book, Hogwarts and Hogsmeade, but no Quidditch. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're like for or against Harry Potter with these statements. No, I'm for. Okay. You slowly accumulate more, just like you do as you become an adult. Right. It's like your world gets a little bit bigger every book, but the old mainstays stop. <laughs> they keep you coming back. Art will kill all. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think that's about it for me as far as movies. I watched uh, the Big Mouth Valentine special. Pretty funny. It was some, great. Some killer musical numbers. Yes. Um, Coach Steve came back. Love that guy. <laughs> no. Um, I've been watching a lot of MasterChef. That show is killer. Gordon Ramsay is the best. Um, I already said I finished Mrs. Maisel. Did I talk about that you show on the last episode? Yeah. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I did bring it up. Okay. Couldn't remember if I did or not. Did you listen to the last episode? Mm-hmm. Nice. What'd you think? How was the episode? Yeah. It was good. Um, How did Paris and I do carrying the load since this guy fucking... Well, I guess you did <laughs> well. Oh, yeah. Huh? I guess you did well. Thanks. I uh... Did you listen to Glass, having not seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I did listen to it. You did? Okay. So, I don't remember if I listened. I might have skipped the spoilers. I can't remember. Hmm. It made me want to watch the fuck Glass a little bit. Didn't you guys all like it? Uh, they did. I didn't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't you guys both like it? Paris loved it. I liked it. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Yeah. That's I'll all I got. Plan. Nothing else for me. Uh, I'll go. I'll. I'll be quick. You got anything else? Um, dinner. Got to eat dinner today. Okay. That's <laughs> not what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rewatched Ready Player One. Okay. Um, still a four-star movie. Action sequences in that movie are amazing and definite standouts. Everything else surrounding it is fine. Kind of has like a Alita Battle Angel problem where the story mechanics are all pretty generic um but i do like all the video game stuff and i feel like if you're a fan of video games you'll uh, find stuff to latch on to i watched uh tickled and the tickle king mm-hmm. the tickled documentary on hbo it's part of the uh tickled cinematic universe yeah. <laughs> tcu <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that or do you know about it <laughs> yes i remember matt talking oh, about okay. the tickling documentary well, don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it, but... You gotta watch it. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> very uh, intriguing and captivating. It has... If you're into stuff like... Um, catfish. Tickling. No. It's <laughs> kind of got the same vibe as Catfish without spoiling anything. Okay. Or maybe even like Icarus, where 
even though I haven't seen Icarus, but it starts out as one thing and then it kind of turns into something else. Icarus. I don't know, but I'll, I'll watch it before next episode because it's something I've been meaning to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a super fascinating story. Um, don't really know what else to say about it, but. I watched The Tickle King. So The Tickle King is like uh, 20 extra minutes that of stuff that happened after the release of Tickled. So it's like you go to HBO and they have like the features or whatever. You can watch the Tickle King. I watched that because he because I got HBO now. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a fucking crazy story, man. Okay. <laughs> oh, and while we're on that topic, I started rewatching Dark Tourist just because I like oh. that guy. Remember that Dark Tourist show I, show I talked about? Mm-hmm. It's the same guy who did Tickled. Oh, okay. So he brought it up, and I watched Tickle King. It's like, I like this David Farrier guy, so I'm going to rewatch his TV show. Hmm. So I watched the first episode of that TV show again. Is the first one, that's the best one, right? Yes, it is the best episode. Okay. I think we watched like five minutes of it or something, and Sarah was like, I can't do this. (laughs) Uh, I watched The Cooler with uh, William H. Macy and uh, Alec Baldwin and Maria Bello. You guys ever heard of this? I've heard of it, yeah. It's like a movie set in the gambling world isn't that um early 2000s did um fuck this who's the altman didn't altman do that Mm -mm. or no that's the player altman did the player okay never mind i know what you're talking about though wayne kramer directed it wayne kramer yeah any good Uh, it's okay it's like some of the performances are good in it like alec baldwin's playing a villain which is kind of cool because he normally doesn't do that. And William H. Macy is playing um, his typical schlub self. I think he falls into that role nicely. <laughs> Wait, he's the schlub? Yeah. Not Ron Livingston? What? Well, Because he's in it too, right? Oh, no. He Actually, he plays like a kind of like a businessman hotshot type thing. He's like trying to like modernize the Las Vegas Strip. Because Alec Baldwin's character is an owner of a casino, but he's all, like, tried and true on just, like, the classical, like, casino-type setting, and this guy's trying to spruce it up, so he's trying to, like, you know, influence him to do that. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, the movie's basically about William H. Macy is a cooler, and if you don't know what a cooler is, it's basically... Opposite of a heater. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Someone who's... Bad gambler. Yeah, someone who's hired to basically stop a hot streak in gambling or in poker. So like you sit them down at a table where there's a hot player to try and like derail the hot player. Yeah, they just have somehow they have bad luck and they just ruin the game for everyone. (laughs) You never walk away from the table (laughs) when you're on a heater. (laughs) But yeah, because of that, there's some fantastical elements of the movie that I feel like don't really work where... He has all this bad luck, and then he meets Maria Bello's character, and then everything starts to turn around for him. Kind of dumb. And then I also watched... Oh, I saw At Eternity's Gate, the Willem Dafoe Mm. Oh, yeah. How'd you watch that? I saw it at Crest Cinema. Oh, okay. It was pretty solid. It's kind of slow, but it's about what you would expect. It's kind of interesting they try will and... kill all <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a through line yeah as far as like art yeah like spending time well yeah in the art world or whatever this is definitely more interesting than velvet buzzsaw 
Does it show him painting his sunflowers? Yes, it does. How about his willow trees or whatever? Cypress trees? What are the trees he does? I don't know. I just know Starry Night. How about Starry Night? There's that in there, yeah. 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 But yeah, good performances. Um, Kind of an interesting film and just the the way it's like constructed because it's like trying to get inside of his head and Willem Dafoe is trying to be Van Gogh which is yeah kind of interesting to watch Oscar Isaac's in it does uh Dafoe deserve the nomination um <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean it's a good performance um he's maybe not like the the top deserving is he the right age? I don't know. I don't, Did I, Van Gogh die pretty young? That's what I thought. He killed himself when he was like 40, I thought. No? He is well, literally playing Van Gogh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, didn't Van Gogh kill himself when he was like 40 years old? That's not what happened in the movie. <laughs> That's Well, he does. He does do, do they show him kill himself in the movie? Or is uh, that where you said it's like a fantastical thing? Like, Does it not actually um, follow? I don't know. I don't know much about Van Gogh. He was a sad boy. I gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> he died at 37. Oh, shit. Willem Dafoe's like 60 years old. What is he doing playing? Do they like make him look young or something? Or mm, I don't know. I, How old is He looks is like Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. <laughs> Willem Dafoe is 63 years old playing a guy who died when he was 37. That seems weird. That does seem weird. Oh, well. I'll be 37 before I know it. <laughs> Do I look as old as Willem Dafoe? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, worth the watch, I'll, I'll say. Um, anything else? Oh, Tom, I rewatched Game Night. <laughs> Still an amazing, entertaining watch. I keep seeing references to Game Night everywhere. It's just fun. like, I'll go on the internet and be like, Game Night. <laughs> you watched it right did you talk about it game night yeah yeah i did what episode the best of 2018 i I mentioned that i saw oh i feel like you didn't really say how you felt about it well i enjoyed it quite a bit come on jesse plemons character is pretty awesome yeah he's hilarious and so is blake uh mag or magnus billy magnuson yeah he's pretty funny everybody's really funny yeah but i rated it like a four i think maybe a four and a half yeah, I gave it a four and a half. Yeah, it was it was good. It was really it was really funny. I don't know why you were turned off, why you guys were all turned off by it. Or I guess maybe you weren't Tom, but the people you watched it with. I was a little bit. It's so funny though. I don't know. For in this day and age of comedies, this is a, a rare treat in my opinion. Okay. I'm still trying to sell you on it. You, you gotta watch it. Yeah, it's great. Sarah went back and watched like almost all of it. Really? Yeah. Oh, she did. And she hated it more than anybody. What? And then she still okay. hated it after watching more. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. You guys are just being haters. Explain that. I don't know how. I don't know. I think that's all I really want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> Should we cap and trade this up? <laughs> oh, uh, I rewatched uh, Mother. Ooh, I, see, I saw that sitting out on your counter. Mm-hmm. And? Still a five-star movie. Mm. Although I think I've gotten about all I'm going to get out of it. Yeah, and there's it's, no more hidden. No. It's not like uh, Aaron, some of Aronofsky's, Aronofsky's other stuff where I feel like it really rewards like a deep dive. 
Yeah. He's pretty literal with what he's doing in Mother. And I think it's it's incredibly effective. Except for that shit she puts in the water. Still haven't figured that out, huh? Yeah, I still don't know. I mean, I haven't really looked into it. You didn't it, unlock the truth, Matt? No, I haven't. Maybe that's the key. Maybe I need to keep rewatching it until I discover what the key, like what the truth is. Figure out how that fits in with the larger narrative. Yeah. Um, she's actually just hallucinating because <laughs> she's taking some weird shit. I watched it with Haley and uh, she did not like it. Mm-hmm. Very disturbed by it. So I think that is a common thing with people who don't like Mother. It's just they're disturbed. They don't really know how to articulate why they didn't like the movie so much yeah well i mean it it evokes a negative reaction out of people because like there are some movies that are disturbing but you can look past the disturbing like other things are appealing about it like irreversible yeah sure although i do (laughs) think that that movie is like repulsive for a lot of people i just think it's interesting because sarah was like that's the worst movie i've ever seen and then she said, I cried in the car when I drove home from it. And I'm like, well, if you cried after watching the movie, was it the worst movie you've ever seen? Yeah. Kind of sounds like one of the best movies you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you to react that negatively to it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. doing something. It's not like me reacting to trash humpers. <laughs> Where I like, I will not give that movie any credit. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, I don't like a single thing about it. I was actively hating it, but I wasn't emotional in the same way that some people who have seen, I've heard, seen this movie. And like, you know, like you said, like, people have felt ill after they watched this movie. Like, I don't know. It's still a five star movie, though. I, I don't know. I think the first time I was like, this might be one of Aronofsky's best. It's like mid tier. The Wrestler is better. The Fountain is better. I saw you rewatch The Wrestler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How was that rewatch? Oh, man. I've seen that movie probably 20 times. It is incredible every time. It's one of the best movies ever. Mickey yeah, Rourke. It is amazing. Come on. That's an all-timer. His claw hands, though. His claw hands? Yeah. His claw fingers. What is it? Oh, my God. Crab fingers or something? Like ever, lobster fingers? You ever looked at his fingers, man? No. His nails? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. Once you see them, you can't look away. In that movie, or are you talking about Mickey Rourke? Him. And in the movie, you see them. It's kind of like normal. Google his fingers right now. Mickey Rourke fingers. Or Mickey Rourke hands. What's going to give me the best search results here? Probably fingers. Is this Rourke thing? I think lots of people have fingernails like him. His are just particularly... How did you get a close-up of his fingernails? Uh, Sarah noticed it and mm. pointed it out. She notices those things. I don't know. He's got some meat hooks. Dude, it's like the end of his finger just turns into a total nail, like a claw. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's like you see really big, thick fingernails. Yeah, that come to like a fucking point. Yeah, those are strange looking. Weird. But yes, I did rewatch that as well. Ugh. What's up next for Aronofsky? Do we know? Um, I don't think he's announced what he's working on yet. I mean, Mother was just, what, two years ago? Yeah. What was before that? Noah? In like 2015 or something? I think it might have been even earlier than that. Yeah. I don't think his next project. He's probably still recovering from losing uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Because they had that very public uh, short-term relationship. Right. Um, I'm just checking his IMDb to see if it's announced what he's doing. Did Mother tear them apart? Well, they they met on the set 
of Mother, or they start dating on the set of Mother. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Oh, Jeremy Renner has the same thing. <laughs> the fingers? Yeah. <laughs> it's an epidemic in Hollywood. <laughs> okay, well, anything else you guys want to mention before we uh, hit the old dusty trail on this one? Uh, no. I'd That's like it. to mention that if you type in Jeremy Renner, one of the search suggestions will be Jeremy Renner's fingers. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Is that real? Those are not real. Ugh, at least if they're real, they're not Jeremy Renner's fingers, I hope. These are pretty bad. You got some weird-ass fingers, man. Mm-hmm. Oof. Now I know why I never liked that guy. Yeah. Creepy hands. No, it's because he was in the Hurt Locker. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. He sucks. Okay, I got to get off it Google Images. <laughs> You're going to spend the rest of your evening looking at pictures of fingers. <laughs> weird celebrity fingers. Yeah, there's got to be a BuzzFeed article out Yeah, there. like a 30-photo gallery of weird fingers. Whoa, is that his hair? At some point it was. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. That's uh, certainly a look that uh, so Jeremy for the Renner listeners, was having. If you search Jeremy Renner's fingers and you go to Google, Google Images and you search through about 14, you will find a bad haircut. <laughs> that, that haircut was amazing. I wonder what that was for. Maybe some incarnation of Hawkeye. This WWE vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tried out for fighting with my family. Didn't get in. What's our um, What's our next review? Well, what's uh, What's coming down the pipe? Um, John Wick's not till May. Frankly, I don't give a shit about anything until that comes <laughs> out. Um, Lego Movie. That ship is kind of sailed. I'll, I will probably still try and see it, but yeah. Um, Let's see, Alita, Happy Death Day to You, Fighting with My Family came out this weekend. I would watch that. Fighting with How My Family? How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, How to Train Your Dragon 3. Did you guys see the first two? Yep. Yes. Looks like end of February is kind of a fucking pit. Crash down. There is nothing. I mean, this time of year, hey. it's always pretty slow. Where's this year's uh, Annihilation or Ex Machina, you know? Um, I don't know if we're going to get one. Hey, J.C. Shandor has a new movie. The guy who did uh, Margin Call and All Is Lost. All those boring ass. Most Violent Year. He oh, did, yeah. It's a Netflix movie, like Triple Frontier, burns. written by Mark Bull, the screenwriter of Her Locker. Locker. Oh, f- Starring far- Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam. This oh, now I know back. what this is. The trailer actually looks pretty good for that movie. What is it? Oh, it's I don't thriller. know. I don't remember. Action thriller. Yeah, nothing but trash coming out in the next couple of weeks here. Oh, Captain Marvel right. comes out March 8th, but that's probably going to be uh, a week after we record. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure something out. Maybe we'll bring back a bracket or something. I don't know. Do something fun. But we shall see. Stay tuned. 